1: It's Boxing Day 2023 here in SENZ in New Zealand and in SEN in Australia, if you're listening on our app. And, of course, Boxing Day means the Boxing Day test at the MCG. This year, it's Australia against Pakistan. Pakistan reeling from that 360-run defeat against the Aussies in Perth and all sorts of bothers. So let's get a feel of how day one in this test might unfold with SEN commentator, Adam Collins. Uh, happy Boxing Day, buddy.
0: Happy Boxing Day to you. Yes, we, we, uh, we spend a lot of time in Australia building up uh, to Boxing Day, almost more than Christmas Day. <laughs> I often think of Christmas Day as Boxing Day, even, and as you described in your introduction there, it's, a, it's an iconic uh, day in the sporting calendar, it has been for about four decades. So <laughs> oh. it doesn't really matter who's here, I suspect, as usual, we'll get more people one day doing the entire test
1: match at Perth. Adam, do you genuinely get excited about the Boxing Day test as a as a, a broadcaster and B as just a sports fan? Yeah, I do
0: still. I mean, it sounds naff, doesn't it? But I'm like I'm 39 and I still wake up on Boxing Day like it's Christmas day, like it's not, <laughs> you know, cliché as it is to say, I still feel that way on that, on that uh, on that morning each year. So, broadcasting it is special because there there are extra little touches on Boxing Day. I mean, it's the way when you're walking down the hill from Jollymont uh, and, you know, everyone's wearing the Santa hats. I mean, it's nasty, but you, you kind of get into the spirit of things. People still wish each other a happy Christmas or a Christmas boxing day, um, whether it be on commentary or out in the grandstands. Um, people are bringing their Christmas dinner from the previous day wrapped up in tin foil in sandwiches <laughs> and so on. Oh, man. Uh, and, and, and potato pies and so on. And you've got the um, extra part of it this year where there'll be another acknowledgement of Shane Warne's passing uh, just after the interval in the third session uh, today. So, you know, and that's not unusual to use Boxing Day as a moment to reflect off uh, the, mm-hmm. in Wool's case, a little while ago. Nevertheless, and they've got the Shane Want Foundation out there in force this week implementing heart tests for the crowd. I mean, all these different things that um, are folded together to make it a iconic sporting event and one that is lovely casual fandom as well. So people, you know, might wake up on Boxing Day morning you know, you know what, I might go to the cricket and the beauty of the mcg is you can do that uh, a stadium of 95,000 people you can have that like sort of that that, that urge to go and there's nothing stopping you
1: um, this is another stage of the warner farewell tour that first innings was pretty handy with 164 mm-hmm. but a bit of a, a dud in the second innings uh, are you happy that this is so so called farewell tour
0: oh that's all yes in a word yes the, in more elaborate terms like this is something that um, has been mentioned after the century series indeed. The conversation's probably now advanced even to whether he should be retiring when he's retiring Mm. at Sydney the week after next. So, look, Warner is a divisive figure. He always will be. He was before Sandpaper, he absolutely has been since Sandpaper. um, He will always be seen as some as tainted. Uh, However, I think the vast majority of people have gotten on with life when it comes to Warner and trying to judge him based on his returns. And they have been modest in the last couple of years. There's no avoiding that. Uh, But he did do a role in England. He did play an important role in England. Had he failed over there, I think this is a really important point to consider in all of this. David Warner never said, I am retiring at Sydney. You are having to pick me. I am a senior player. He said, I would like to finish at Sydney so long as I keep getting selected. And that was always predicated on David Warner continuing to make a contribution at the top of the list. Okay. In England, he did so. And he obviously did so a couple of weeks ago. We asked Pat Cummins on our coverage yeah. before the first match at Brisbane. Does this guarantee Warner's making it to Sydney? And he didn't say yes. He said he'll have to keep making runs. So <laughs> all he's done is what's
1: after them. Mate, uh, Australian sport takes no prisoners. I I, I want to ask you this question: In that first test, Warner 164, Mitchell Marsh uh, 91, and uh, I think it was Kawaja. uh, No, that was he was yeah 90. Just in in the second innings as well. Yeah, not a lot of runs being scored by many players in this Australian side. Is that of some concern?
0: Uh, I don't think they'll be too worried about that when you look through (laughs) it. Labuschagne missed out. That's true. That you can't. For two test matches ago at Old Trafford for Australia uh, chasing down uh, what they did at Underbath in the World Cup. So uh, I'm just trying to think. In of, is there a weak link in that top six right now? There's usually one player under pressure in the Australian side. That tends to be the way it works in an Australian summer. And that was clearly David Warner on the series, but dealt with uh, in terms of his uh, ending point at Sydney. I don't really know who that player is under pressure. Uh, I, I, so no, it's not. Um, maybe Alex Harry at a pinch, uh, but I mean, he's the wicket keeper and slightly different uh, situation because you're dealing with a specialist position in the field, member of the conventional top six. There, there is a keen desire to get Cameron Green back in this 11, make no mistake about it. Uh, there's a big national push for how do we get Cameron Green back, uh, and I think the way they'll do that, or at least I think there's a way they can do that, and Simon Kadich former test opener who's a a massive part of our SCN coverage, reckons that Cameron Green might end up the test opener uh, when Warner goes and they'll get Green back that way on the basis that he's got the uh, the technique to play at the top of the list and not just at number six. So there's a bit of a watch this space for those two West Indies test matches later in January.
1: Hey, uh, and I'm, I like I like stats because I'm a stats guy because it makes it keeps me safe because I, I use them as facts, right? And I was looking at Stephen Smith and Manas uh, Lobeshane and their 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 test averages this year, so to date, which is almost done, and they're at their probably their lowest point they've ever been. So when you were saying, I don't know who would be under any pressure, uh, do we look at those uh, with a with a bit of a side eye or not?
0: It just won't happen with those two because they're seen as so instrumental to Australia's fortunes. 64 he was averaging in 2019 taken as a career mean and yet has been a more moderate in aggregate but Steve Smith still played two crucial innings this year. One in the World Test Championship final making a century on the opening day and that by definition was the most important Test match Australia played in 2003 being the final. And he made a ton in the first innings at Lords, which proved to be the decisive rubber in that Ashes series. Australia going 2-0 up and through it retaining the, the Ashes earned. So... Yep, Smith hasn't been as consistent in the latter part of his career as he was through the middle part of his career. That stretch of eight years, or six to eight years roughly, uh, between 2013 and pandemic uh, years, Mm -hmm. he was extraordinary and like nothing we've seen since Bradman. In terms of his consistency, I think he was averaging in the high 70s through that stretch of time. So uh, it was always likely that there would be some reversion to normality for smith towards the end of his career he's not at the very end yet i think he's 34 or 35 now so he might play for a couple more years although he has got uh, a challenge with his back these days but uh, and just generally speaking a lot of wear and tear right he's spent so many years batting now for australia there's going to be uh, uh, going to be some uh, some yeah deterioration of his body not too much but small small things that people notice and that will mean that um, he's, it's improbable that his average will, will get higher as he reaches the end. Lava Shane, a bit different in his late 20s. He is the next uh, most important player for Australia, certainly along with Travis Head. He'll be the engine room uh, with Head as we um, get beyond this particular generation as Warner retires and Smith gets towards the end. Uh, and Lava Shane hasn't had the big year that he would have loved in India, although, again, like he played important innings in indoor, uh, chasing down runs on the final day, Australia winning a rare Test match in India uh, and made a century at Old Trafford to um, keep England at bay. And had England won that afternoon where Laberge made, then they probably would have won the Ashes 3-2. Uh, so, yes, that's, that's um, again, not for nothing, but he has made important contributions. But they both would be um, privately down on the fact that they've not made more runs. But I suppose the beauty of Test cricket is that will walk out there at Melbourne this week and they can, uh, they can get cracking again.
1: Okay, so on the back of that answer, I will now stand firmly in the corner with the D cap on my head. After that response to my question, so facts, in other words, I uh, <laughs> mean absolutely nothing. Hey, does can Pakistan take make this a five-day test, or do you think? Uh, and and what wicket do you think we're going to see today?
0: But you don't need to take the loss on the previous question. It's a very fair one. I, mean, I think with Stephen Smith, just to double down on one point here, if, I, if it were me, if, if I were the person picking the Australian team, if I were doing it and I had complete control over this, I'd actually put him to open after Warner finished up as uh, the test opener. Because I think giving Stephen Smith one more fresh challenge might work for him. Um, it won't happen, but, you know, just giving some context there. I'm not... Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> sorry, sorry. You, can Pakistan last five days? Yeah. With, with with some weather about in terms of the forecast, sure. Um, look, Pakistan have been uh, deceptively not so bad in 2023. And by deceptively, I mean, I think we take the assumption when they get pounded by 360 runs that they're easy beats. They're not. It's just that um, they haven't yet gelled with this new brand of cricket they are trying to play under Shah Massoud. They probably don't have um, an experienced enough batting lineup to pull that off yet. It's going to take some time. Uh, but they might click. And if they click at Melbourne on Boxing Day or, in, or across these five days, I genuinely think they can give Australia a, a challenge. They um, played some really, really admirable cricket at Perth, but they could only sustain it for a session at a time. There was never like three or four or five or six hours consecutively where they were winning. They were winning an hour or two here or there. And as we know, to win Test cricket, um, you've got to win... Uh, Moments the whole way through the course of the five days, big moments as well. And the challenge for Pakistan is that they're trying to do it against uh, a a quiet bowling together in Cummins, Hazelwood, Stark and Lyon who remain at their peak of their powers, who keep racking up milestones, test match after test match together, who are desperate to play together on the MCG pitch, which has been the most, I would say, the most consistent in the country over the last three years. It's always given something to the bowlers on day one. So if it turns out that Australia bowl first today, um, they'll be up against
1: it. Adam Collins, you're an absolute champion. Thanks for giving us your time. Have a ripping call today, and we'll all look forward to hearing it on our SENZ app and SEN app in Australia.
0: Cheers, Stephen. Great being part of it.
1: There you go. Adam Collins are calling the Boxing Day test here on the SENZ app, so make the most of that. Stick around on Boxing Day. Coming next, ah, some of your favourite moments and music from up to our season.